0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: This is Episode 3 of the Merry Biz Podcast with Kate Erickson from Entrepreneur on Fire. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. So excited to introduce you to the better half of Entrepreneur on Fire. She is the content creator and community leader, as well as the host of Kate's Take, the audio blog. Entrepreneur on Fire is Basically an empire that inspires people to take their entrepreneurial leap through sharing failures and aha moments from some of the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. They featured Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss, and over 1,000 others. What a huge honor it is to welcome Kate Erickson to Mary biz
2: Yay! <laughs> Anytime I get to hang out with the Merrymaker sisters, that's where I'm going to be at. Oh,
0: we love you, Kate. We're so excited to have you on the show and the question we ask all our guests is what has been on your agenda today? I know it's in the afternoon over there, isn't it?
2: Well, it's 11.04 a.m. for me right now.
0: (laughs) It's the morning. (laughs) Still the morning. So what is on the future agenda then?
2: (laughs) So my future agenda for today is to really focus on writing. Um, I'm going to be doing some writing for some posts that I have coming up. I'm doing a series right now that's kind of um, around goal setting and how to set SMART goals. So that's really what's on my afternoon agenda. But so far, you guys are my third interview today. And so I've been doing a little interviewing this morning. (laughs)
1: And we do know that's, is that probably for the Freedom Journal and things like that, that's happening with Entrepreneur on Fire?
2: Yes, that's exactly Awesome. It.
1: And we can't wait to talk about that because that has been so epic for you guys. Um, but first, like, let's go way back to when Entrepreneur on Fire first started. Like, how did it all begin and how did you get involved in
2: it? So it all began with John Lee, who's my partner. He's really the founder and the host of EO Fire and everything that you see today. Um, and it started with him uh, be- having long drives in the car. He was working as a commercial real estate broker. And so he would be driving to appointments, sometimes on the road for three, four hours a day. And he thought, you know, I'm so sick of listening to the radio. His fr- one of his friends had told him about podcasts. And so he started listening to interview-based podcasts where he could hear about other people's journeys, um, you know, kind of what they've been up to in life, what it is that they're creating. And he started um, gravitating towards entrepreneur podcasts, where entrepreneurs would kind of talk about like the struggles that they'd face and how they created their business. And one day he ran out of podcasts. He (laughs) had probably like his core five shows that were like his go-tos, like um, Smart Passive Income, Pat Flynn, Mm -hmm. um, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast Answer Man. Um, And he ran out of podcasts because these people were producing amazing shows, great quality, but they were maybe like one time a week or Mm. one time every other week. And he was in the car every day. So when he ran out of podcasts to listen to, he thought, why isn't someone creating a daily show that's interview-based, talking to entrepreneurs? That was his Quote unquote light bulb moment. And that's how EO Fire started.
1: Wow. wow. It's so cool to hear the story behind it because you guys have just created such an amazing thing. Yeah. So when was it that you got involved with EO Fire?
2: So I got involved with EO Fire in April of 2013. And that was just about six or seven months after the podcast had actually launched and gone wow. live in iTunes. Wow.
0: That is amazing. So you were working in a corporate job before this, weren't you?
2: Yes, I was. And mm-hmm.
0: so like leaving this job, did you have any fears surrounding this?
2: So many. <laughs> <laughs> so many fears. Cool. Could you
0: take us through some of like those feelings and like how you overcame yeah. that? Yeah,
1: because I know that our listeners are probably in similar positions where they, you know, they want to do something awesome but they've got these stable jobs and, you know, they need to pay their bills. Like, what do they
2: do? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for me, it was really tough too because the job that I was in was really my dream job. I had always wanted to be an account executive at an advertising agency. Wow. And I had finally landed that job. I was getting compensated very well mm-hmm. and I loved what I was doing. I loved learning about advertising. I really loved being in that space. It was always so exciting and you kind of never knew what we, what you were going to get thrown at you. So it made it even tougher for me mm-hmm. to make that decision to leave because I actually really did enjoy my job at the time. The only thing was is I did um, have some client work that I really wasn't happy with. And so I would sometimes be coming home at like 1 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my just God. From, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Like that. there's a whole ton of pros about the advertising world and how exciting it is. And there's a ton of cons because you're mm-hmm. always up against deadlines always. So there was a lot of those late nights. I was getting exhausted. I was getting super burnt out. So John actually first talked to me about joining the team around December. Mm -hmm. And the first time that we started talking about it, I was really hesitant about it because I wasn't really sure if us being in a relationship you know personal relationship and like doing business together was going to be the right thing I'm sure you guys can relate (laughs) Um, but so that so that was really scary and so when he first asked me in December I was like you know what I have my dream job right now I have a good salary I have benefits and health insurance and all these comfy cozy things and I don't want to mess up our personal relationship so let's table it like we'll continue to think about it and then a few months later after a lot of those nights where I was, you know, coming home at one a.m. Sometimes, um, he was like, "You know what? I can tell that you've kind of lost a little bit of passion for your job. It's wearing on you. I can tell that you're not as happy as at your job as you used to be. Let's talk again about you coming on board with EO Fire." And uh, at that time, I, I was feeling that way about my job, and so it was really about getting clear and being super, super honest with myself about what I wanted in my life because for the longest time, I stayed at jobs and I kept doing things that did not make me happy and did Mm -hmm. not fulfill me because I thought it's what I was supposed to do. And I thought that if I did something different, that my family, my friends, the people around me wouldn't understand. And they would think I was crazy for leaving like this comfy job that where I had a salary and everything. And it was finally at that time that I was like, I need to stop caring about what other people think. I need to live my life the way that I want to live my life or else I'm going to continue to just be doing something every single day that I don't even love doing anymore. I
0: love that. (laughs) Love it so
1: much. (laughs) So amazing. It's so awesome that you just like, you know, took charge and made that switch in your brain to say, no, I'm just going to do what I want to do for once. And I think like when you do take
0: that you know, first step towards doing that, it becomes easier and easier because you're being truthful to yourself mm. and putting yourself first. So
1: Absolutely. inspirational. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that, you know, you had some little, you were questioning, or oh, would it be good to work with John? Like, cause we're in this personal relationship and like, what would it be like to work together in like a, a working relationship? So. What is it like to work with your partner and are there any difficulties or do you ever get sick of each other? I mean, we get asked this question all the time, so we'd be really (laughs) interested to hear what you have to say.
2: Well, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bottom line for me, and this is no fluff, no joke, no me like putting any type of front on at all. It's the best thing ever. I love that John and I work together together. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that there were tough times where mm. we disagree on something or maybe a project or our next step in a project is something that we don't really see eye to eye on. But having a partnership in life and in business is yeah. like one of the best things I could ever think of.
0: Oh, that's oh. so awesome. So awesome to hear. <laughs> and we definitely agree. We, I mean, like we couldn't think of a better person to work yeah. with. And, yeah, and we do get sick of each other, but that's when we just go our separate way <laughs>
1: <laughs> for like five minutes
2: <laughs> I mean, don't don't you guys feel like I, something that's like really powerful for me is. Like I see John and I's relationship where it is right now. And then I try and imagine what our relationship would be like if we didn't work together. And just the same way that like you guys are sisters. I mean, you know, your blood, your family, you love each other to death. And I have no doubt that John and I would have a successful loving relationship. But like. I never, I, I don't feel like we ever would have connected yeah. the way that we have if it weren't for the business.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with yeah. you. It's like, it, I think because you're going through similar things, like instead of mm-hmm. your partner just telling you about the situation, you, you're you like, you yeah, you feel it as well. So like
1: the exciting times you can celebrate harder together, I yeah. guess, like
0: and more. So
2: true.
1: (laughs) So you spoke about like, you know, working with John. And I know when we first met you, which was at the Tropical Think Tank event with Chris Ducker, you mentioned that you guys, you know, you wake up and you do your exercise, and you do it separately. And we're really keen to hear like how you keep that work life balance. And also, you know, that um, I guess relationship balance as well.
2: Yeah, when you're working at home together, Mm because I just work out of our second bedroom, John has his setup, like in our living space. And so (laughs) We're kind of together all the time. So I, I feel like when we wake up, so Jill and Josh Stanton, you do you guys know Jill and Josh Stanton? Yeah, I we, we I, met I, them, we
1: them. We follow them on Instagram them. <laughs> and
0: Facebook.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> what, what they call it is wake up and break up. That's kind of how like they describe their morning routines is because they wake up and they go their separate ways. And um, I kind of see, you know, John and I doing the same thing it's amazing that we get to be in the same space together and, you know, we can chat with each other whenever we want. But having that separation, I think is a big part of why our working relationship is so successful because we don't rely on one another to get really good work done Mm -hmm. in a day. Like our places in the business are very well-defined and they're very separate. And so, I think that that really helps in terms of like not butting heads a lot, I guess, because like John has the things that he's best at and I have the things that I'm best at. So why would either of us ever try and like encroach on each other's, you know, zone of genius? Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, that's another thing that we're really lucky and we work so well together because we're total opposites. Like we're good at different things and like what I'm bad at, John's good at and vice versa. So I think waking up and having two totally separate routines, it really makes the time that we do spend together really, really special and important. And I think that when you work together and when you can see each other anytime, it I don't know, it seems like maybe having a meal together or like spending an evening together or going out on a date night or whatever it might be, you're like, oh, well, I've kind of been with this person all day. (laughs) Not that it's not cool that you're getting to hang out, but it just makes our time together in our personal relationship a lot more powerful to separate ourselves during the day.
0: Yeah, it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. So did that take you guys a little while to figure out or did you like Like straight away, know how to work like that.
2: It took us a while. And, you know, I think that we did a lot of, we had a lot of those conversations like before I actually took the leap and came on board. Mm. So that was really, really helpful to not just like have it be like, okay, I'm, a partner in the business now like what should I do um, that was a lot of that was discussed beforehand and what we really did is like super simple exercises like you know chatting with John and asking him like what do you think that I'm best at like mm. what are qualities that you see me exhibit that you think could be a powerful add to the business and like hearing from him those things and writing them down, and then also spending individual time by myself, writing down like the things that I think I'm best at and the qualities and things that I feel I could bring to the business. That was really kind of like the foundation of figuring out. W- like what I would do in the business where could I make mm-hmm. a big impact and still be doing the things that I'm not only best at but that I love doing
1: awesome I love that yeah me too I, I had a question about we I wanted to get into the frame journal but then you just mentioned what you like what you're best at and I mean do you want to talk a little bit about Kate's take and what you do there with that
2: oh yeah absolutely so Kate's take is is my podcast it's an audio blog so in the beginning actually one of the very first things that I did at EO Fire was Start our blog on the website. We didn't have a blog before. And I really love writing. I thought it was something that I was good at. Um, And so I started doing that and then was feeling like, man, I feel like this content could be reaching so many more people. And I really got a rhythm and a vibe down for what our readers were most attracted to. And through that kind of uncovered that I'm really, really good at teaching steps and systems and breaking complex things down. Um, And so that's what I share on my podcast now. And it's been such an amazing learning and growth experience for me being on the podcast. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys would agree, but it just like opens up a whole new side of you. I'm actually like a major introvert (laughs) and the podcast has really helped me Kind of get over that a little bit.
1: Oh, that's so awesome. Let's get on to something super exciting because you've just launched the Freedom Journal, which is a journal to help users accomplish their number one goal in 100 days. Now you launched via Kickstarter, that's a crowdfunding platform. And last time we checked, which was l- late last night, you had 4,010 backers raising 245. 245- <laughs> Thousand seven hundred and (laughs) fifty-four dollars. With twenty-two days to go, and your goal was twenty-five thousand. Amazing!
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Thank you. We are like so blown away and excited about the campaign and the Freedom Journal and everything.
1: Oh, as you should be. Can you tell us about the product and where the idea came from? And yeah, I'm sure we have lots more questions about this. (laughs) But let's first hear about that.
2: (laughs) yeah for sure, so you'll kind of see a recurring theme now that like John is best at coming up with these big monster ideas, and then my place is kind of like figuring out how we're actually going to make it happen and The Freedom Journal was the same way he um was on a walk on the bay doing his brainstorming sessions and listening to podcasts and all this stuff, and he thought, you know there's one thing that all of our guests on the podcast have in common. And that's their ability to set Mm -hmm. and accomplish goals. So if we know that successful entrepreneurs set themselves apart by setting and accomplishing goals, how can we take that knowledge, put something together to help our audience set and accomplish Mm -hmm. their goals? Because it's really easy to set a goal, right? Anybody can set a goal. But accomplishing that goal is what's going to actually move us forward and get us one step closer to living the life that we want to live or having the business that we want to have or experiencing the freedom that we want to have in our lives. So John set out to create the Freedom Journal, which is a guide, and it has daily accountability, nightly recaps, 10-day sprints to hit micro goals, quarterly reviews to help you look back on the work that you've done. And what it's all about is a physical journal and we created it to help people set and accomplish their number one goal in 100 days.
0: It's amazing. amazing. (laughs) I think as well, like having it as a physical product, like in this digital world, like, you know, it's all about the new app or the new, I don't know, software or something to help us with our goals. But I think like getting it on paper, like, I love writing
1: in notebooks. I think I have like 10 notebooks on the go. So it's an awesome product. Yeah. So how did you guys um, go about developing the product? What was that kind of process?
2: So the Freedom Journal is really, it's not only our first physical product, but it's really the first thing that we've created here at EO Fire that we had a team around us. like. We had an illustrator, we had an editor, we had a book launch manager, we had a Kickstarter expert, we had somebody specifically who like actually put this book together for us like in in InDesign. So really the first step was, John, getting out on paper what was going to be in this journal, like how am I going to help people set a SMART goal? And once they do set a SMART goal, what are the things that people should be doing on a Mm. daily basis? to hold themselves accountable. And so when you look through this journal, it literally has like action items for you every single day, every single night. And I mentioned the 10 day sprints and the quarterly reviews. I mean, all that kind of stuff was something that John had to kind of come up with and formulate just on paper before he was even able to get to the point where he could go to somebody like the person that we hired to put this Mm -hmm. together for us and say, okay, here's my idea. This is what I want it to look like. Now, can you actually put this in InDesign so that I have a working file, something that I can send to an illustrator that I could send to an editor so we can start moving this project along. And really, I mean, the steps that John took to create the Freedom Journal, the things that he was doing every single day and every 10 days and every quarter, that's what you see in the Freedom Mm, Journal. Wow!
1: So he took like his real life experience and just Put it down on paper to share with everybody else. Right,
2: exactly. Oh,
1: so so cool. awesome. Now you did speak um a little bit about smart goals, and I'd love you to just quickly go over those. What that stands for for our listeners.
2: Absolutely. So a smart goal is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. And the difference between just setting a goal and setting a SMART goal is a SMART goal is actually going to allow you to put a plan in place so that you can track and measure progress. And I think that's where so many Mm -hmm. people go wrong with setting goals is like, you know, one of your listeners might say, "Um, I want to quit my job. And like, that's a great goal to have. That's amazing. And something that you should definitely be working towards if that's what you want to do. But like that's not specific or measurable or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely attainable, but we can't attain something that we can't put a plan in place to execute. It's relevant if you actually want to leave your job, but it's not time bound either. So instead of like just saying, I want to leave my job, it would maybe look something more like, I want to have $10,000 in my savings account so that I can leave my job by, you know, June 15th, 2016 that's smart because you have a deadline, you have something to measure the money that you want to Mm -hmm. save for your runway and you have that specific goal of quitting your job.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Definitely will help a lot of people, Uh I think. So now I really want to ask you about crowdfunding. So obviously you absolutely smashed that $25,000 goal with your result, which isn't even a result yet because there's still 22 days to go. (laughs) Can you Can you take us through maybe the process
1: and how it all came about? Yeah, like why you even decided to go with crowdfunding?
2: Yeah, so that was like a really interesting journey for us just because we've never done crowdfunding Mm -hmm. either. This is like our project of first time. (laughs) (laughs) But we connected with a lot of people who were familiar with the platform. Um, We actually hired a Kickstarter expert to help us with this project. After we saw the benefits of doing something like Kickstarter for our launch, it just seemed like such a no brainer to utilize this platform. So a couple of the reasons why we decided to go this route is one, because of the platform itself. Kickstarter is massive. Mm -hmm. You can go there and like search for projects like the same way that you would think like how could you not have your podcast on iTunes because it's such a destination for people who are looking for this content. Kind of the same thing with Kickstarter. Like why not leverage that platform and that directory that they're offering? Thousands and thousands of people are going there every day anyway. Why not leverage that platform? So that was a big reason for us, the reach and the marketing and the potential of, You know, picking up really great momentum and then potentially having Kickstarter feature us or, you know, send out an email about us, you know, the potential of that for the growth of the campaign was really attractive. Also, um, Kickstarter allows us to have different levels for people. So instead of us just launching a book and saying, here's where you can get it on Amazon and we hope you enjoy the book, Uh Kickstarter allows us to put levels in place. So even if somebody, doesn't feel like they're ready for the book itself. We have a digital yeah. package mm. where you can, you know, pay less money to just get the online assets or For somebody who, you know, is a coach and has maybe 50 coaching clients, and maybe this is something that they want to implement in their coaching business, we have a 50 pack where you can actually buy 50 Freedom Journals together. We'll ship them to you through the campaign. I mean, these are just different types of additions that we wouldn't have been able to offer people just by saying, like, here's a link to our Amazon store. Wow,
1: That's so awesome. And do you think that the people that, you know, a a, getting behind this and backing, um, the amazing product. Do you think they feel more attached to it as well? Cause it's like, they've helped launch it almost.
2: Yes. It's that that's another amazing, like, there are so many reasons (laughs) that I love Kickstarter for this. And that's absolutely one of them. I mean, getting your your community involved and, Making them feel like they have a part in this launch, like they are a part of making this product a reality is so so powerful, mm-hmm. and we love love, love that aspect of it. so thank you for bringing that up.
1: We've been watching it on Facebook, we've watched all the um the video updates you know that John's been posting and things like that and it's it really does create that community feel and like it's like there's this cheese squad behind yeah, you guys. Yeah, definitely. And we'll
0: add all the links to our show notes so everyone at home can check out all the details yeah, about the Yeah, this will be gym. going
1: by the time. Oh yeah. This goes. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, that <laughs> is kind of epic that freedom journal and we're really really excited that we were able to hear more about it and we are nearly out of time but we do have one last question that we wanted to ask you but first we want you to tell all of our listeners where is the best place they can find all the information about EO Fire and kate's take
2: and everything like that awesome it's all at eofire.com awesome.
1: oh, everybody easy. go check <laughs> it out now you will not regret it <laughs> so our one
0: last question that we ask all our guess is what is the mantra you're living by right at this moment?
2: I love this and I'm not sure if this qualifies as a mantra, but my whole thing is to focus on right now.
1: Oh, awesome we're all about the now (laughs) (laughs) we absolutely love that and we do want to thank you again Kate for coming on to Mary Beers it means so much that you spent this half an hour with us and we're so excited for everything you and John are creating with EO Fire so thank you so much
2: thank you guys so much I'm honored 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 to be on thank you